Welcome, Shark Nation, to another episode of Shark Radio. We have a great episode for you today that includes a very special interview with our seven Shark Volleyball seniors. Of course, we have our athletic update, and we end our episode with another great college pick'em segment. But let's get into our athletic updates. That also includes our thrilling Powder Puff football game this past Wednesday. But first, our JV football team traveled to James Island last night and defeated the Trojans 21-14. Tanner Macy led the Sharks' offense with over 100 yards rushing and two passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Gage Duncan was on the receiving end of both of those touchdowns and totaled 90 yards receiving on the night. Patrick Candlin and Will Bostwick each had an interception for the defense. Congratulations, boys. Girls tennis went one and two this week in their matchups, dropping matches to James Island and state champion Lucy Beckham early in the week. The girls did defeat Bluffton for their second time this season yesterday, five matches to one. That victory moves them into fourth place in the region and final spot in the final spot from Region 7 into the playoffs currently. Congratulations, girls. Your defending state champion girls golf team finished sixth overall in the top golf tournament in the state of South Carolina last week, and that included they were the highest-placed 4A team as well. They also remained undefeated in region play with eight more victories this week. The highlight of the week was freshman Claire Green shooting a 34 this past Tuesday. Congratulations, ladies. The volleyball team had a huge week, gaining three crucial region victories. They started off with a three sets to one victory at James Island on Monday, followed that up with the home victory in straight sets against Buford on Tuesday, and finally last night they were victorious in the hometown showdown against Bluffton in the tank. They won that one in straight sets as well, 25-15, 25-20, and 25-13. That puts the Sharks into third place in the region and sets up a big matchup at Lucy Beckham for the possible second position in the region on Tuesday. Good luck, girls, and congratulations on this week, ladies. Now, a little powder puff football on Wednesday. It's a heck of a night. I want to thank the coaches and all the community come out. It's probably roughly 400 people out for the powder puff game. It was awesome. It was intense. In round one, the seniors defeated the sophomores, and the juniors defeated the freshmen. Set up the old rivalry between the seniors and the juniors in the championship game. And we would like to congratulate our senior class with their stunning triple overtime victory against the juniors this week. The seniors defeated again, like I said, the sophomores in round one, 13 to zero, and then won the championship 20 to 13 in three overtimes. Congratulations, seniors. Awesome job and appreciate all the support for all the homecoming events this week, as well as Powder Puff on Wednesday night. It was awesome. All right, we'll hear a word from our sponsor, and then up next, an absolutely tremendous interview with our seven volleyball seniors. We'll be right back. Shark Radio is brought to you by Low Country Lawn Systems, a new and upcoming business. LCLS specializes in yard drainage, irrigation, and landscape installs. Call Low Country Lawn Systems with all of your outdoor yard needs today. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. I want to welcome a very special group to the radio show today, our seven Shark Volleyball Seniors. Welcome, ladies, and thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. We have Lily Long, Bridget Hegan, Gabby Bogle, Maddie Murph, Corey Belder, Janiah Charles, and Jordan Wilson. The girls, along with their teammates, have compiled, compiled a record of 8-4, and four, including a region record of 4-2. and two. They're here today to answer some questions about the season 
and some individual questions as well. So we'll get started with an easy question for everyone, girls. Question one, kind of introduce yourself. How long has everyone played volleyball for? Hi, I'm Gabby, and this is my ninth year playing. Hi, my name's Elaine, and I've played volleyball since seventh grade. Hi, my name's Maddie, and I've been playing since fifth grade. Hi, my name's Janaya, and I've been playing since eighth grade. Hi, this is Corey, and this is my eighth year playing. Hi, I'm Bridget, this is my third year playing. Hi, I'm Jordan, this is my sixth year playing. All right, what has it meant to you girls playing with each other through high school and now especially into your senior year? Um, I just think it's really cool to always have people at school that you know and just have like a good community around you. I've played with Corey the longest, and I'm really excited to finish out our season with her as my libero because playing with her so long, I know I can always trust her. Um, being Janaya's pepper partner since freshman year is really, it's been sentimental since we're almost finished, but it's a great ride. It's just been so much fun playing with these girls and having them as a part of my family. These guys are some of my best friends, and so I've had a lot of fun just spending a lot of time with them and getting to know them. Until my sophomore year, I had never really played a real team sport and didn't know what it would look like, and it's been everything and more to have all my girls with me. I love how close you can Dang it. <laughs> Go ahead, Jordan. Sorry. Okay. I love how close you can become with everyone, and I've become so close with everyone on the team. All right. So name some of the team goals you have set for the season, whether it be team goals or individual goals. Gabby, go ahead. Um, I think a main one for me is to beat Lucy Beckham the second time around because it was pretty close mm -hmm. the first time, and we got some people back, so it should be good. I'm excited for um, playoffs, um, and I hope we make it past the second round because all my four years here, we've never made it that far. More specifically, I think that um, focusing on our server seed was a really big thing this year. I think that we're doing really well and can continue. All right, huge stretch coming up. Our tribal Bluffton here in the tank, and then Gabby kind of alluded to it, Lucy Beckham on the road. We should be healthy. That's good. Next Tuesday, what has some of Coach Johnson's focus been on in practice? Janiah, we'll start with you. Serve receive. It's one of his biggest things. I think uh, something else is like chemistry between our passers and then to our setter and then to our hitters, just getting it all working as one unit. And along with chemistry, we if one person kind of loses energy, everybody loses energy. So we've been focusing a lot on keeping the energy up no matter who we're playing or even just in practice. Um, just working together and building chemistry with each other. So I will say next Tuesday, Lucy Beckham, hopefully things go well tomorrow in the tank against Bluffton. Remember the tiebreaker, if you end up tying Lucy Beckham, do you guys know what it is? The sets. You beat, mm -hmm. They beat you in how many sets? Game one? Five. Five. So if you can beat them in four sets, assuming the records are the same across the board, then giving you the two seed. The two seed means what in the playoffs? Yes, but remember last year four, only two people win. Now it's four. So two two is home. You play at home. That is the okay. So you, would host, you would host a playoff game if you were a two seed. So just keep that in mind. All right, last question. This is for everyone. We'll start with Gabby. Senior night is around the corner, October 7th versus Collison County. We'll start at 6.30, so come out and support the girls. But what will some of those emotions be for you girls? Um, I think it's going to be really bittersweet. It's been nine years, and they come into a close. I mean, you get burnt out a little bit, but it's going to be really sad to not have that sport in my life every day now. Yeah, going off of that, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself not having practice every single day. 
Um, it's it's going to be really sad because volleyball has meant so much to me. But not going on and playing in college, I think, has been the best decision. And I'm excited for senior night and finish without all my friends. Um, I think it's going to be really sentimental because I've done senior nights since freshman year and watch all these girls um, go through the process. And it's really sad to have us do it. It's going to be really sad, but at the same time, I'm excited to finish my season off with these girls. Yeah, I agree. I'm really excited to finish with these people. If I had to pick people to finish with, they would be these girls. And so I'm really happy um, that I get to finish with them. I'm really excited. Um, not necessarily sad. We've had a great season, one of the best seasons since I've been here. And just kind of to bring it all around and head into playoffs, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be really hard because volleyball has been my life for like as long as I can remember, but I wouldn't want to finish it with anyone else. And I want to thank you girls again. It's been fun for me to watch you guys. Um, whether you know or not, I played volleyball in high school, so I actually know, <laughs> know a little bit about the sport, probably than, more than you would think most guys do, but it's been fun watching you guys play, and I appreciate I appreciate all, all of our seniors' hard work, but especially yours. Thanks for coming on the show today. Um, appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the year. Um, and we'll be have college pick them up next. Thanks, ladies, and go Sharks. Thank you. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Woo! Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. Palmetto Bug Company. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. I want to thank the senior volleyball girls for their interview. Appreciate their time. Um, obviously, that was recorded Wednesday, so the update, they did beat um, Bluffton last night in straight set. So congratulations, the volleyball team. And up next, we got college Pick'em. Okay, got a big slate for you today. We're going to start out Coach Powell. we got Arkansas pick Suey. Traveling to Georgia. Georgia, big line, minus 18. What do you got? This is a tough one, okay? Obviously, at the beginning of the season, you would have said Georgia, huge favorite here. Arkansas playing very well. Had a big win last week. Um, got a very athletic quarterback and throw the ball run. Uh, Coach Sam Pittman's got them excited there. Um, however, I think, you know, Georgia, this is potentially one of the best teams they've had in a very, very long time. Um, if Georgia's going to make that leap, I could consider – Alabama, obviously the premier team in the country, but uh, a lot of people think that Georgia is as good as them, if not better. Um, 18 points is a lot against two teams that I think are quality. I'm going to think Arkansas is able to keep it within that number of potential with a late score, and I'm going to go pick Suey, Arkansas. Wow, nice one. <clears throat> Arkansas, huge, huge win last week for the program. Uh, they're 2-0, I believe, this year against the state of Texas. They knocked off Texas A&M in Jerry World. Um, Georgia, really, really, really good. You know, we everybody jumped on the bandwagon, that big win against Clemson, and now maybe Clemson's not as good as we thought to start the year. Um, you know, big step up here for them. A lot of really, really good defense will be played in this game. You know, it's been well documented how good Georgia's defense is. Arkansas's defense was fantastic last week. Um, you know, I think one of the stories here is, is Arkansas's quarterback got a little dinged up last week, okay? They put in a, a younger guy. I don't know if he's a true freshman or not, but – um, they put in another quarterback. He was very dynamic with his legs. He did not throw it much. And they were just kind of hanging on for dear life to finish things out against AM. 
That is a big number. I'm going to say with the really good defenses, it's close for a long time, but I think Georgia's getting healthy on offense. I'm going to say Georgia gets a late score in a tight game to push it over that number. Go dogs. Yeah, it's a big number. I'm going to take pig suey and all those points. Um, once Georgia gets healthy on offense, if they, when they do, when they do get healthy, I think they may be the best team in the country. But for right now, I'm going to take Arkansas in the 18. All right, up next, Michigan travels to Wisconsin. Whiskey is minus two. Coach Whitmore, what do you got? This one's hard. It's, I think the Fighting Hairballs are uh, probably the better team here. On the road is tough. They're going to have to find a way to throw the ball at least a little bit against Wisconsin. The, the defense for Wisconsin is better than uh, anybody that uh, Jimmer's boys have played yet. But, gosh, I I just think, man, it's an even game, but I'm going to take the team getting the points. Again, I'll reluctantly take the Wolverines. Yeah, yeah uh, good pick there, Whitmore. Um, again, this is, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the year, you'd, you'd have said this is a huge game, and Wisconsin uh, would definitely be a better team. They are favored by two, which is – I'm not really – don't fully understand that. Uh, Michigan is one of the better teams Michigan has played maybe uh, had in a while. Uh, the only fortunate part is maybe Michigan is starting to smell themselves a little bit and think they're a little bit better than they were. Had a very close game last week when they were a heavy favorite. Um, but Wisconsin, I don't think, is very good at all. They cannot throw the ball nearly as what they expected with that five-star quarterback. So I'm going to have to go with Michigan getting to. I think Michigan's outright the better team. A lot of runs in this game. At the end of the season. <clears throat> yeah, it's fast gonna, game. It's going to be over about now. Correct. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, I kind of leaning towards Michigan. Wisconsin's offense has been putrid. Graham Mertz had five turnovers last week. Um, I think three or four of them in the fourth quarter alone against Notre Dame. Um, their <coughs> offense is just not very good. Um, I think Michigan is playing better. It the the intangible is Wisconsin's coming off a loss and they'll be at home. Um, but I'm going to lean towards Michigan and I'll take the points. All right, up next, Tennessee travels to Missouri. Missouri minus two and a half. Coach Powell, who you like? Oh, boy, this is a big one. Glad we got this on the docket for today. Um, we got uh, two SEC teams. Uh, Mizzou lost to uh, one of those ACC teams last week who had very good. Powerful uh, ACC. The powerful ACC, yep, sure. Um, but, you know, I think Tennessee has shown some flashes. Obviously, if you talk about tradition, they have much more tradition than them. But for whatever reason, Mizzou seems to beat people that I don't expect them to beat or whatever. I don't really ever think they're good, but they always find a way to win seven or eight ball games. Um, I think Mizzou, uh, given two and a half, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Mizzou at home um, against the Tennessee balls. I just I just think it's a close game. No telling who can win, but I'll be honest with you, I just think um, Mizzou at home is a difference. Yeah, it's <clears throat> probably a pretty good pick. I, you know, I thought it was kind of funny last week Mizzou played Boston College in in uh, Boston or Massachusetts or wherever Boston College is located. Um, it was kind of funny leading up to the game, their head coach was complaining publicly about having to travel to, to play a game on, on the East Coast because he can't recruit that area and kind of started taking some shots um, at Boston College. And it was kind of funny, Coach Jeff Halfley, and I'll get into him later when we talk about their game against Clemson coming up, but he said, hey, you should have called me. I'd have come out to Missouri. We'd have played out there. Okay, and then you know you take shots like that, and then you lose. I just thought it looked pretty bad for Mizzou, Tennessee. I wish I knew more about their quarterback situation. Um, you know they've kind of bounced back and forth. They have not really said 
what I was reading, I, I should say, up throughout the week kind of led me to believe that uh, Milton was going to start for them again. Then my, my wife last night, she's a huge Tennessee fan, she thought that the other quarterback was going to start. His name is escaping me right now. I, I think that that position has to get figured out before Tennessee can really start to turn the corner, and I don't think Milton's the answer. Okay, And I think from what I read that he starts – so I'm going to go with Mizzou. If they change quarterbacks, I think they have a better chance. But unfortunately, I got to take Mizzou because they're at home. I think it's a pretty even matchup, though. Yep, exactly what I was going to say. I was going to lean towards the Tigers just because they're at home and it's not enough points. It's just a field goal. So I'm going to take Mizzou minus two and a half. All right, Cincinnati rolling into South Bend as a favorite. Notre Dame has won like 25 or 26 in a row at home. So their home winning streak is in serious, serious danger. All right, Coach Whitmore, who you like? What do you got? Bearcats going to Notre Dame. This is this is a cool game, I, I think. Uh, my my question here, I think talent wise, they're probably pretty even. Cincinnati is is a good football team. They are well coached. There's a lot of rumors, you know, about Coach Luke Fickle maybe taking the USC job. Um, he has not shot them down, by the way. I, I don't know. You know, he he says he takes pride in those rumors and, and he thinks it's a compliment to his players, to his coaches. Um, you know, when his kids have a chance to leave early to go to the NFL, they try to lift that up. And when their coaches have a chance to leave and take bigger jobs or coordinators get bigger jobs and things like that, they take pride in that. So he's kind of taking that approach to it. But the one thing that I've heard and that's been consistent is they have been excited to play at Notre Dame. And talent-wise, they might be even, but, uh, you know, Notre Dame is still Notre Dame. Will these kids be shell-shocked or – well, you know, will they take that as in we're going to go kind of slay the dragon, so to say? I think that Luke Fickle is one of the best coaches in the country. I think he's got it rolling. Notre Dame has some quarterback questions right now. I'm going to take the Bearcats on the road here. Interesting pick, Coach Whitmore. Again, yeah. we talked about the storylines a little bit. Uh, former uh, Cincinnati D.C. is now the uh, <clears throat> defense coordinator at Notre Dame. I've watched Cincinnati a couple times this year and just following them on uh, the score stream and things like that. They can't haven't seemed to put a whole game together yet. Um, they were struggling against Murray early in the game, about a halftime, and then exploded in the second half. Indiana, they didn't play very well in the first half and then came out strong uh, in the second half. Um, it's going to take a, a total performance for, on all four quarters uh, for Cincinnati to get the win. However, Cincinnati had a bye week, as Coach Macy's talked about before, about the number of teams that have a bye week prior to playing the Notre Dame Fire and Irish. Um, I'm not convinced that the last week's score was a lot wider thanks to two pick sixes. Um, Notre Dame is the better team. I'm going home inside a field goal. I'm going to have to take Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame blew them out late in the game last week against West Wisconsin and Soldier Field on special teams and defense. Their offense has still not been good. Their offensive line is giving up more sacks than anyone in the country outside of one team. Do we know that one team? Akron is the only team giving up more sacks than Notre Dame, which is a major problem. Cincinnati, though, I'm not, I'm not convinced they're great either. They went into Bloomington and were – really getting manhandled until Indiana's best um, defensive linebacker, best defensive player, got ejected for a targeting call. So, But I just think Notre Dame's offensive line is just – it has been putrid. They can't hold up the three-quarterback controversy now. I have no idea how the Irish are 4-0. I'll take it because I'm a fan, but 
it, it has been ugly this year. So I'm going to lean towards the Bearcats, and I'll take two. It's not enough points. I'm going to go Cincinnati as well. All right, next, Ole Miss heading to Bama. Alabama's 14-and-a-half-point favorites. Coach Powell, who you like? Tough one for you, buddy. This is tough. You're Alabama fighting Lane Giffins. Alabama being the best team in the country, but I've watched Ole Miss uh, a couple times this year, and Ole Miss has the best offense in the country. They have two really, really good receivers. I think if you did a Heisman vote today, quarterback from Ole Miss would definitely win it. He is a player. They can score. They're very fast tempo. They even beat uh, – Louisville pretty handily without their head coach who was in COVID protocol. Um, Mr. Lane Kiffin, he's got some ties to Alabama. Uh, they played them very, very close. I'm not mistaken last year in terms of points. They may have scored a million points. But I think the difference here is Ole Miss defense is much better. The defense coordinator, I think, is pretty good. Um, Bama, you know, they struggle a little bit against Florida, who had a good offense. I don't know that Ole Miss can run the ball as well as Florida did. But 14 and a half points, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to say Ole Miss is going to win, but it's definitely going to be inside 14 and a half. I'm going with my fighting Lane Kiffins. Lane Kiffin. I'll tell you what, if, if you want to see a, a battle at the Whitmore house, have me pick Lane Kiffin and against Tennessee in the same week. My father-in-law might disown me. And my wife may file for a divorce. But, uh, you know, again, this show is not about feelings. It's a it's a business show. That's right. I'm going Lane Kiffin. Yeah, this line started at 20 and a half and all the way down to 14 and a half. So that tells me something. A lot of people like Ole Miss. I'm going to keep Ole Miss to keep it close just because I think it's going to be a big shootout game. Maybe a late score gets within a couple touchdowns. You know, it may be close. So I'm going to go Ole Miss on the points. All right, next, we got Ohio State at Rutgers. Ohio State. 15-point favorites. Coach Whitmore, your team, who you like? Yeah, the Buckeyes travel to Piscataway, New Jersey, to face Rutgers. Greg Schiano's doing a good job there. Uh, Ohio State's quarterback situation. I, mean, I, I should have said it last week. I, I meant to. I, I didn't get it out. That, that was, They weren't changing quarterbacks because they didn't think C.J. Strong was was doing a good job. They, he was, he's been dinged up. He's been hurt. They thought it was a good chance to get some of the backups, some reps, just in case you need them. Uh, good chance to rest your starter. Obviously, that worked out for him. The defense started to figure some things out. Rutgers kind of overachieved a little bit last week. They hung in there. They were getting drilled. Kind of, you know, Harbaugh couldn't put them away. Ohio State's offense is significantly better than Michigan's. And I think that's the difference here. I'm saying the Buckeyes figure it out and pull away late, get the cover. Yeah, Coach Whitmore, I think the issue here is going to be, um, you know, Obviously, we talked about Ohio State's defense and struggles, but I think Rutgers offensively is not very good. Um, I watched Rutgers only put up 17 points against Syracuse, which is not good. You know Ohio State's going to score. I think Rutgers, again, if their defense – if Ohio State's defense is trying to get right, this is definitely a game for that. I'm going to go Ohio State big. They're going to cover. Yeah, I agree with that. Rutgers offense <coughs> hasn't been great. Ohio State's defense needs to be better. Um, I like Ohio State to outscore them, and I'll take – I'll take the minus 15 and the Buckeyes. All right, Troy, traveling to Columbia, South Carolina. Gamecocks only six-and-a-half-point favorites against Troy. Coach Powell, what do you like? Man, uh, South Carolina's going to definitely need to get this win. Um, I don't see any a many in the foreseeable future unless they're playing Clemson potentially. Um, but South Carolina cannot get anything going offensively. Um, they, 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 they cannot. I mean, they're, they're bad. 
I mean, it was a pick six to score 20 against East Carolina. You know, um, they scored a ton against Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois can't stop a nosebleed. Couldn't score but 10 last week against Kentucky. I mean, Troy's defense is not terrible. I watched Troy over the previous years, and Troy plays pretty stingy defense. Um, you know, they're only giving up 243 yards a game right now. Um, they haven't played anybody very good either. But I think Carolina at home in – with a 330 kickoff, the Gamecocks are going to be crazy. They're not going to win by 90, but I'm going to have to go Gamecocks to score by a touchdown. Yeah, not bad. You know, <clears throat> I've been seeing a lot of conference realignment things going on, teams going here and there. Has South Carolina petitioned to get in, into the uh, like the SOCON or, or the Sun Belt or, or one of those? Because it seems a lot, like a lot they're of those playing. Games. Man. Yeah, they're playing a, a Sun Belt schedule. They played one SEC team and then a bunch of mid majors. Yeah. So I, I well, they're not as good as Coastal, so I don't know if they won't. I don't yeah, know if they won't do that. Uh, they might need to. I, that's why I said SoCon first. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, you're right. Good point. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about Troy. I'll admit it. You know, South Carolina. I thought they looked okay with Doty at quarterback, and then they laid an egg last week. But uh, just something tells me that I don't know. They got to be better playing at home. It's less than a touchdown. I'll take cocky. Yeah, South Carolina didn't cover for the first time last week due to uh, going for it on fourth and two instead of kicking the field goal. That Great one decision. cost a lot of people. Could have awesome. got it within a touchdown. Not sure about that decision by Beamer, but Carolina hasn't been terrible. I'm just going to take the SEC team here. They're at home. It's only a touchdown or less than a touchdown, so I'm going to go cocky, minus six and a half. All right, Baylor travels to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is minus five. Minus three and a half, sorry. Minus three and a half. We got Coach Whitmore. Who do you like? Oh, Powell loves the quarterback at Oklahoma State. Baylor, you know, they had a big win for them last week, but they're on the road. Coming off of a huge win against a ranked Iowa State team who's not as good as we thought to start the year. Um, I'll go Oklahoma State. You know, I'm going to turn 40 this year shortly, and, uh, you know, their, their coach famously, I'm a man, I'm 40, so I'm going to Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's good. That's good yeah. uh, research there, Whitmore. Yeah. Um, that's it. A lot of statistics that those callers would love to hear. 40. Um, now, uh, Oklahoma State, I have been big on high on the quarterback. He's been banged up, hasn't done what I thought he would do. I thought th two years ago he was going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, potential winner. Um, that pick has not panned out real well. Baylor can play defense. They're 4-0, both 4-0. This could be a huge game for this conference. I'm going to have to go Baylor Bears. Whoa. Ooh, going against his quarterback. I'm going to trust Coach Powell. I'm, I'm, I'm going Oklahoma State to cover. Going Oklahoma State. He has won the Heisman, but I'm going with Oklahoma State. Good call. All right, Boston College down a starting quarterback at Clemson. Clemson minus 14 and a half. Coach Powell, your team, who you like? Uh, my team, but I think we're going to be down our quarterback too. Our starter's <laughs> been rather bad. He stands back there, can't seem to throw the ball. We can't block anybody defensively. We're playing a ton of snaps. Uh, we're pretty banged up. That's a potential problem. Uh, makes me a little nervous. We are at home, but uh, every week I say it's a get right, get right. Well, I'm not convinced they're getting right. Um, they can't push anybody off the ball. They're they they're down, you know, two running backs, one transfer, one hurt. I'm going to have to go BC. They always play them tough and over two touchdowns. I'm going to have to go against my Clemson Tigers. Yeah, that .5, <clears> that's, that's the big number here. I think 14 or less, I'd go Clemson. Boston College. Head coach Jeff Halfley's doing a great job, former Buckeye assistant. Uh, sadly, he's doing really well there. I kind of wish he maybe would <coughs> not do so hot and come back to Columbus because we need him dearly. But, uh, yeah, I think BC's uh, – their quarterback, he was the starter before 
he, he's fine. He does a good job. You know, I think they do just enough to hang in there. I think Clemson wins, uh, but I think BC keeps it close. I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, got to go Boston College. Clemson's just struggling to score. Low-scoring affair, but I'm going to take two touchdowns and the hook. I'm going to go Boston College. All right, last one, Louisiana Monroe at Coastal. The Darlings, minus 33 up there in Conway, South Carolina. Coach Whitmore, what do you like? Coastal absolutely housed UMass last week. Got me the big uh, big cover for the podcast. I'm going to ride the hot hand. I, I paid, you know, with a loss earlier in the year when I went against them. Coastal, they're at home. They're rolling. Big win for, for the Shaunts. Um. <clears throat> Man, I, I picked against Coastal last week. That was a disaster. UMass. Oh, you back to UMass. UMass nice. is got her bad. I thought minute, they could minute. at least score, yeah. do something. It, it, it was like throwing on air. They didn't score early or late. But yeah, that's correct. Right. They scored a field goal at some point. Uh, <laughs> UL Monroe, um, you know, got a good former Clemson coaching guy down there. Oh. You know, got some guy, got Rich Rodriguez calling offense. His son's actually the quarterback. However, he got hit pretty hard last week. I think last I heard. Unfortunately, he was in ICU. I think he's going to be fine, something with a lung injury. So they're going to have to play a backup quarterback. However, this is a lot of points. I like I like UL Monroe's defense. Oh. I'm going to go with UL Monroe to get the cover. I'm the only one that hasn't gone against Coastal, I think, in the podcast this year. I'm going to keep Probably it rolling. I'm going to keep it rolling, taking Coastal in the points. All right, thanks for listening. We got homecoming tonight. We got the parade at 5.30. Be here at 5.15 if you want to watch the parade. Again, kickoff at 7.30 against a really good James Island team. First region game of the year. Homecoming, come on out. Watch some football. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.